Hello. I would like to formally apologize at the top of this for what I made you watch. I thought you were going to end the season with this. Like a blanket apology. <laughs> oh, well, the, this isn't like the end of the season yet. There's still like one more episode to be had. Right. Well, I just figured you would save the apology for the end of the season to cut for... Oh, to like... Okay, got it, got it. No, this is for watched. this is for what just today's specific instance. Uh-huh. Um, Welcome to Why Do You Like This? Yeah, and nobody liked any of the first part of this. So let me just be very clear. Um... We're going to talk about two movies today Yeah, um, that are nominally based on Charles Manson and his family. Yes. <laughs> in um, their weird attempt to spark a race riot? Yeah. We'll call it that. Is that my, my, that's my yes. understanding of Helter Skelter? <laughs> right. So the TLDR, um, we're going to read Helter Skelter for next week's yeah. episode. Um, and we're also going to listen to the song Helter Skelter by the Beatles. On a loop yeah. for like days on end. Mm-hmm. No sleeping. It's just a good doing, song. Yeah. We're just going to do a lot of drugs. It's like the hardest like rock Beatles song. I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're just going to do a lot of drugs and listen to that song on a loop for like 48 hours straight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typical Thursday evening shit, really. Yeah. Um, no, but... <laughs> so, we watched The Manson Family, a 1997 <laughs> film, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was a 2019 film. We'll start with The Elephant in the Room, The Manson Family. Okay. Good, because I have nothing to say about <laughs> I don't have a lot of things to say about it, either. I mentioned the last week's episode, I don't recommend anybody watch this film. And yeah. I mean anybody. What I do want to talk about, mm-hmm. and I want a real answer to this. Okay. What made you pick this? Okay. So, <laughs> I'll tell you. So, I was looking for, because I had, like, a short list for this season, but I was like, oh, like, I'm going to see I'm gonna see if there's other stuff that I, I didn't think of, like, off the top of my head, or, like, whatever, right? Uh-huh. That were, like, movies or, you know, books that would correspond to these things. Sure. And then, because I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on my short list. And then I was like, well, I, I feel like we should have something that's, like, really more, like, about the whole deal. Mm-hmm. So I was looking into movies that were supposed to be, like, pretty accurate. Because, like, a lot of the movies that we've watched are, like, loosely based. or like, those are the best ones. Right. <laughs> Hence, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, why? So great. Anyways. And so I was like, well, I want something a little bit more true to the story. And this was the one that was regarded as like, the Like, I want a devil's knot. That's exactly what I, I said. I want a devil's knot for this. <laughs> um, and this was regarded as one of the most accurate Manson movies. I mean, show me the receipts. I want to know. I, I'll see if I can find what I found. Because at, to your point, um, you were talking about this with Zach on his show. You scoured the internet for information on this film because you were bothered, yeah. perturbed. I was like, what is the meaning of this? <laughs> what is wrong with Jamie? <laughs> Who made this? How did Jamie even, like, find out about this? Because it's fucking weird. It's so really, fucking weird, and it's like, it was hard to find even on Amazon. Like, if you typed in The Manson Family, like, yeah. 90 things came up. This was the second thing that came up for us. And this is what made me, like, question if I was watching the right thing. No, this is, like, a very... This is definitely a niche film, I would say. I also want to throw out there that there's a box office for this movie, and it's made $19,000. Stop. Well, we contributed six, so go us. (laughs) Um, This film was made in 1997, um, and... I'm just gonna. It's this rated, film started. 
well, really, being made in 1988. Right. When you said that, because I didn't realize that. When, when you said that on Weekend Plans, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He had nine years to work on this puppy. And then he tried to get it finished until 1997 when he was given completion funds by a studio. Mm-hmm. And then it went on the festival circuit. Correct. Um, I'm going to throw out there. So this It's is, a labor of love? It's something. So it has an 18 plus rating. Um, so if you're morbidly curious and decide to not heed our warnings... It has a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Which is the sexiest rating that you can get. Um, yeah, so this mo- this whole movie, I-, I wrote this in one of my last notes, this whole ass movie is a giant trigger warning <laughs> for anything you can think of. <laughs> I think like this whole season is a trigger warning. Well, it is. And I think I think we say this on like most of the movie episodes, like when they show gory things. Well, At least I try to. If it's implied, I feel like, I feel like otherwise. Yeah, you have more respect for that concept than I do. <laughs> You're like, you know what the fuck you signed up for? Yeah. Our podcast says explicit. Don't watch it. <laughs> you know yourself. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, group sex, uh, both warranted <laughs> and unwarranted. <laughs> um, yeah, I get this text yesterday. I don't think I watched the right film. And I said, oh, if there was multiple orgies, then you watched the correct film, The sir. opening scene of this movie... <laughs> And the opening credits are just wild. As like a man wearing a dildo face mask. Yeah. The dildo is painted with American flag. Yeah. <laughs> Pastiche. Uh, yeah. And um, he's definitely not putting that thing in somebody's bum. Oh, he's not? Definitely not. I misunderstood the film. <laughs> um, I'm also going to say that breasts have never disrespected me as much in my life than they have in this film. I don't know that I've ever seen... No, I have, but it's definitely in the running mm-hmm. for, like, the least sexy sex scenes I've ever seen in movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I give them a lot of credit for that, for, like, having so much sex and having it yeah. not be titillating, like, at all. Yeah. Um, we were saying- Like, it is only upsetting. Yeah. Like, and if you are turned on by the sex scenes in this movie- Get help. Get help. <laughs> You need help. <laughs> this is a pretty good, like, instead of the uh, standardized test that they give to see if people have uh, various mental ah! illnesses. Uh, make them watch make this. you watch this movie, and if they're like, yeah, that's pretty good, right? You're like, okay. Lock them up, throw away the key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty good movie. Oh, sir. <laughs> Did this for anyone else on? I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyone else feeling frisky right now? Oh man, I jerked off like eight times during that movie. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what is this amateur that hour? Movie emptied me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I hope you enjoyed your freedom. <laughs> you'll never see it again. We're putting you in a fucking pit. <laughs> You're gonna push a big wheel like Conan the Barbarian for the rest of your life. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, wow, um, yeah, this movie was a lot, um, I don't think I've said what the fuck more times in my life than I have. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, I will say that based on, you know, all of these extensive research I've done on the Manson family, which is, you know, not extensive, I've read Halter Skelter once and I've seen, you know, a couple of documentaries, I- I'm not saying I'm an expert, I mean... This shit's pretty accurate. <laughs> like, the shit's is accurate. 
all right. <laughs> like, whatever. I will give the movie that. That's the only positive thing I'm going to say about this film. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, they, they... Would you say more accurate than the events as they are portrayed in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Um, yes. Yeah. Which, albeit... Like, the bits, which we will get to later, the Manson family bits, for the most part, were pretty decent. Like. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, obviously, like, you know, some stuff is clearly. I like Margaret Qualley, too. (laughs) What? (laughs) She's the actor. She plays the, like, the family member that Brad Pitt, like, picks Oh, I didn't know her name. I was like, who? (laughs) She's Annie McDowell's daughter. I don't know who that is, either. Why do why Move are you su- why are you surprised by anything that I Move say? On. Are you not going to? You are constantly surprising me. Are you not going to enlighten <laughs> me to who Andy McDowell is? She was a model that became an actress. She was in like Sex Lives and Videotape. I haven't and seen she that. She was in just like a lot of stuff in the '90s. She plays Michael Keaton's wife in Multiplicity. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. She was in um uh I, or uh. Ready or not, she was in Ready or Not. I haven't seen that either. Just recently. I don't know what that is. You guys should see Ready or Not. Ready or Not is great. What's that? Okay, so <laughs> um, good. We can talk about good movies instead. Okay, that's fun. Um, any, any excuse not to talk about Man's fam- Manson family. Ready or Not is about a woman who marries into like a really wealthy family, mm-hmm. um, and they made their fortune in like games, like board games. Oh, cool. Um, and so she spent their wedding night. They're at the family's like big mansion, mm-hmm. and she finds out that they play a game every time somebody in the family gets married. And what you discover is the game depends, but if it lands on hide-and-go-seek, they play this version of hide-and-go-seek where everybody in the family has to hunt the bride. Stop! And they have to do this because the family owes their wealth to a deal with Satan. And they have to commit these sacrifices to, like, keep their livelihood going jesus fucking christ it's a great movie it is on hbo max beautiful i just wrote it down so uh maybe i'll get stoned and watch that later very (laughs) it's not in the theater i loved it excellent Mm -hmm. watched it a few times since um yeah so i mean do you have anything that really stuck out to you about the film that you would like to talk about christ (laughs) i I just want to ask so we can just I like I I mean I knew the basics of the Manson story. You're right. Um mostly from like the story of uh Sharon Tate. Right. So it I I can't say that I learned anything. That's fair. <laughs> other okay. than like the depths of depravity <laughs> that a human being will commit to. Yeah, to feel film. Yeah, to, to I guess feel things or <laughs> No, it's it just or feel like, a part of a thing. The whole movie really felt to me like a teenager's version of like what's of what happened, like hardcore. Okay, <laughs> but like TBH, that's kind of what happened. That's fine. Yeah, I'm talking about the experience of the movie. <laughs> no, and I'm just saying that the experience of their life was just kind of that. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's like you know. It takes a certain kind of person to be, like, taken in by what Charlie Manson right. was selling. And it's not a smart person. No, it's definitely easily manipulated. Yeah. Well, and he, like, you drug know. them and shit, too. Right. I was going to say, easily manipulated, like, definitely high all the time. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of, you know, uh, 
you know, probably mommy and daddy issues, etc. Like, you know, psychological whatever going There's on. There's a lot going on. But just yeah. like a feeling of emptiness. Mm-hmm. And that's what... Yeah, and then, you know, they're like, oh, here's a way to fill my void. Yeah. And I'm not, like, trying to be derogatory about that concept. No. I love cult movies. Right. And I think it's really fascinating and interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that whole thing is really cool. I think a great um, Batman movie would be um, mm-hmm. taking elements from, uh, like, the Mad Monk mm-hmm. or from the book The Cult, like we read. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. all combining them together and having the idea of, like, Batman, f- like, fighting this fucked up cult leader. That is actually kind of red. Yeah. That'd be great. They should do it as a sequel to this new Batman movie. You better start writing as someone. They should use the Mad Monk. Get your Twitter fingers ready. It'd even be an interesting place to take the Joker. Like, a different take on the Joker. That could be cool, too, yeah. actually. Because that whole philosophy that, like, life is a joke and death is the punchline could be, like, what the cult is based around. I think you just wrote a movie. Again. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, do, 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 One thing that killed me, I wrote down a couple of quotes. Um, I forget which gal said it. Um, I, but she says, it's a miracle I'm not dead, but dead of diseases. Yep. I have no standards. <laughs> I can out-freak anyone in sex. I can out-freak anyone. <laughs> and um, it, that was, like, a supposed to be, like, a, like, I guess, like, mock, you know, interview of them after the fact. I, again, I forget which gal it was, but I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Could you imagine? <laughs> like, and I wrote another note on here. I was like, can you imagine being someone that grew up on the ranch? during this time like no, a baby or child <laughs> like how fucked up <laughs> you'd be for the wild. rest of your life yeah that is crazy to think about yeah like there's whole ass children or i mean they're definitely whole adults ass now children. yeah whole ass children that became whole ass adults that were born there yeah i that's the story i want like where are they now <laughs> good question that's a documentary i want to fucking watch <laughs> mr hbo if you're listening somebody make it there's a lot of, like, podcasts and stuff about people who grew up in cults telling, um, like, their stories. Yeah, and I think I've actually talked about it on this show before, but there's one where the Happy Face Killer's daughter, like, interviews, like, family members of the victims. You have talked about that. Yeah. yeah. I think like, that's super fucking wild. Like, I've listened to a couple episodes, and it's nuts. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to gloss over uh, most of this movie because it's not really worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that titty shirt was fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> Zach just gave me the dirtiest look. No, I'm smiling. Oh, were you? I thought you were giving me like a... Zach hates tits. Yeah, Zach hates tits. Zach Zimmerman is an ass man. You heard it here first. Um, I mean... What? Like, I'm definitely an ass guy, but I don't hate tits. Okay. <laughs> Those two things. You say them like they're mutually exclusive. No, I'm not trying. <laughs> that wasn't what I was trying to do. Um, anyways... Let's talk about an actual decent film. Oh, uh, I love this movie. I know you do. I do too. Once Upon a Time in fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Um, it's like a great vibe movie. It is. Um, it was so vibey that Zach fell asleep halfway through it. <laughs> um, Just outing him. Called the fuck out. Um, yeah, I look over at one point and I'm like, sir? <laughs> um so I, I'm pretty sure it used to be free somewhere. My first note is, I swear to God, it used to be free somewhere. Mm-hmm. But we did have to pay to buy it because there was no option to rent it anywhere. You could only purchase it. Oh, I, I own it, so I just watched the Blu-ray. I know. <laughs> um, 
so we bought it on Amazon for $15. I mean, I wasn't mad that I bought it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I just thought it was interesting. Because, like, I, nowhere. Well, because he's got to deal with, like, Netflix on it, I think. Yeah, I, I couldn't find it. It used to be on Netflix. Right. Well, I think because they're going to do the extended Oh, but you think like they, they wouldn't did. take off the old one. I don't know. It's upsetting. Anyways. Um, so, Zach made me privy to something that you had made him privy to, and I wanted to elaborate on it. Hmm. Why are there so many gross feet in this movie? Quentin Tarantino loves feet. That's weird. He's Why? A foot, he's got a foot thing. I, I did not know this. Have you ever seen other Quentin Tarantino movies? I've never noticed feet. Oh, how, it's hard to fucking miss. I've literally never noticed. Oh my god. Every movie, like starting with Pulp Fiction. I'm I'm also like kind of dumb. Because it wouldn't be his first movie because there's no women in it. Right. Um, but in Pulp Fiction, like huh. Uma Thurman's bare feet. Maybe you're right. I mean, Kill obviously. Bill, there's like a close-up when she wakes up from that coma and she's like, wiggle your big toe. It's just her feet on See, the screen. I never noticed. I don't think I was bothered because this movie has so many dirty, gross feet. Mm-hmm. That it was more bothersome to me. Because yeah. normally I don't think... I... A man loves feet. Every movie he makes is an excuse to have a beautiful woman put her bare feet on screen. Bridget Fonda in Jackie Brown. I haven't seen that Her one. bare feet kicked up. We don't know. We haven't watched that one. I have watched it. Even, um, even in Inglorious Bastards. I haven't when, seen that one. Um, she gets shot in the calf and they have to like, they take her shoe off and they're... Huh. Yeah, I was say I. Her bare feet. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, because I haven't seen Jackie Brown. I haven't seen Kill Bill Volume Two. And well, this I happens in Volume One. Well, right. Yeah. But um, I don't uh, like the Kill Bill movies. The first one's right. But I just don't think I've had. I just yeah. had like an opportunity to watch. Glorious Bastards is great. You should see it. Yeah, I say I just, I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, I also don't know. I, I think I need to be in a good headspace for that. <laughs> Killing Nazis. Any hootenanner. Um. So, where would you like to start with this movie? Uh, from Dust Till Dawn. He didn't direct that movie, but he wrote it. And he mm. acts in it. And there's a scene where they're at that vampire strip club where Selma Hayek puts her fucking toes in his mouth. You're right. I also didn't know that he wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. And then uh, pours tequila down her leg. Yes, I completely forgot about that. Which, like, good for him. <laughs> Like, if I was writing a movie for things to happen to me, I would be like, yeah, 100%. (laughs) 29-year-old Selma Hayek puts her fucking foot in my mouth. Sold. Let's do it. Sold to the highest bidder. That'd be one where I I would want to work with, like, Fincher, who does, like, 90 takes. (laughs) David, I'm going to need another one, and I don't feel like that last take was honest. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah, because I will say... There were few grosser things in this movie than the gross, dirty feet. Like, I wasn't not even a fan of Margaret Robbie's feet. Like, I don't think anything on her is ugly. I like Margaret Robbie's feet. <laughs> but when she had those dirty little puppies up on that movie theater seat, <laughs> I also think I, I get really bothered when people like put their feet up at movie theaters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like. That's really one of my, like, gear grinders. Well, I mean, just go to a theater with a recliner. <laughs> well, okay. Before that was a thing. Like, when, back in the Stone Ages, when, you know, we were shitty middle schoolers and your friends would put their feet up on either the rails or the seats mm-hmm. for no good fucking reason. Yeah. Um, anyways. What about people who take their shoes off on planes? 
Ew. Fuck those people, right? So, um, actually, it's really funny that you mentioned that. So, Mackenzie has, because she's a flight attendant, mm-hmm. has um, enlightened me to an Instagram page called Passenger Shaming, where <laughs> I'm assuming it's either mostly flight attendants, but also just, like, other passengers that send in photos of people doing gross shit yeah. <laughs> on planes. And the most, like, common thing is, like, a foot that's, like, a, a bare foot that's just, like, up. <laughs> it's the worst. Like, what's like, wrong with you? Like, who raised these people? Like, I just have so many, so many questions. Um, okay, great. So where do you want to start with this movie? Uh, what, do you want to just talk about the Manson stuff? Or... That's where, like, most of my notes, like, took place. But, like, we can talk about the whole thing. Because that's what I do think is kind of funny, is it's such, like, a non-part of this movie. <laughs> right. So, um... Like I said, it's, this is actually a really good film. Um, yeah. I, I love Brad Pitt in it and mm-hmm. Leo. They they both kill it. Yeah, Pitt's fantastic in this movie, and I just love I love the ending of this movie. I love. <laughs> Nothing is better. My my favorite part in the whole movie yeah. is a toss up between Leo, flame throwing that bitch in the pool. Yeah. And Brad Pitt taking that one bitch's face and just, just like slamming, slamming it, it into the phone, yeah. and then everything else. <laughs> I just love. <laughs> There's, like, a little bit of a magic trick that, mm-hmm. like, Quentin Tarantino understands his own kind of, He's got, like, a style where he will just meander through details, and they right. don't always matter, but they make you feel the world more. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing with Brad Pitt and his dog. Yeah. <clears throat> Brandy. Brandy. It just feels like it's just flavoring for the movie, but then at the end, you're like, no, it was set up. It pays and off. And here's the fucking yeah. payoff. And it pays off. Because this dog's going to fuck up some Manson bitches. Well, it was hella funny. Like, uh, the cops that they're talking about afterwards are like, yeah, that man and his dog killed two of them. And honestly, goals. Yeah. If I could train Charlie and or Ron to be attack yeah. dogs. And the dude that just the character Brad Pitt is playing, I love so much in this movie. Oh, he's great. I love the idea of a man who's just like, I'm going to take these mushrooms, go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> and he's just this like badass. Probably killed his wife. Yeah, they... Let's talk about that. Do you think Brad Pitt killed his wife in this movie? Hundo P. <laughs> You can't convince me otherwise. Um, and me and Zach kept bringing this up yesterday. We're like, there's no fucking way that his character eats fucking craft dinner, drinks a six pack every night, and uh-huh. has eight, an eight pack. It's a movie. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I ate a fucking box of mac and cheese and a six pack every day, yeah. I'd be 300 pounds again. Well, here's the thing <laughs> about abs for everybody listening. <laughs> What's the thing about abs, Jackson? It's not even necessarily fitness. It's just body fat percentage. No, I, yes. So if... I'm aware. If you eat a shitty thing, but you have one meal a day... Right. And you live this super physical life, like, it's going to catch up to you. You're not healthy. Yeah. But you'll probably have abs. Okay, but again, like, he's, like, 50. He's, like, he jumped onto his roof, like, with zero issues. Like... He's a stuntman. I don't care. <laughs> Again, no one that no one that treats her body that shittily mm-hmm. <laughs> should but have that reward. Like a mo- that's also like a movie thing. I don't care. And Tarantino <laughs> is like kind of using that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I get it. My, I get it. My favorite thing about this movie is the complete like nonsense of him, Leo DiCaprio going to Italy and making movies <laughs> for a few years. Because I love that era of mm-hmm. uh, filmmaking. <laughs> No, it's good shit. Like, like, when that happens in the movie, I was like, 
I saw it with my brother and my sister, mm-hmm. and I got so like visibly excited that they were doing that thing, and I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> But it's, like, so, and like, like, short. we don't get it. Why is this happening? Well, yeah, and it's, like, a thing that, like, is, like, literally 10 seconds. And they're like, oh, yeah, he does these things. And then, boom. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, that is kind of fun. Like, yeah. talk about that for, like, five more minutes. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it is, like, a whole... The, the, the biography that he writes for Cliff Booth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Is that... That's Brad Pitt, though, right? Yes. Oh, Which... no. Hold on. <laughs> Hold the fucking phone. The... <laughs> The, like, biography or the career that he, fictional career biography that he writes for Leo DiCaprio is so specific and so yeah. on par with a certain era of Hollywood. Uh, Leo DiCaprio is Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this guy who was, like, a TV cowboy. Yeah. But that sort of, like, clean cut thing goes away because the 60s, the late 60s are giving way to the 70s and we're more into anti-heroes. Mm-hmm. And, like, guys with beards and shit being in movies. Right. Which was, like, not a thing in the 50s. Yeah, because everyone was, like, like you said, like, super just clean cut and, like, yeah. prim and proper. And then having to go and make these, like, um, spaghetti westerns and... Oh, man. I mean, it's better than spooky spaghetti. Creepy pasta. Yeah. Okay. I was just... I thought you were making a South Park joke. No. I, I've watched, like, five <laughs> episodes of South Park, like, ever. There's a Halloween episode of South Park where they go get... Um, lunch from chef and he's like today we've got spooky spaghetti stop and freaky french fries I'm and done. monstrous milk that's upsetting and terrifying <laughs> napkins were they like picked up with like ghosts i love early south park um where was i where were we yeah um, I don't remember. But the 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 true triumphant moment of this movie even before the ending is mm-hmm. Brad Pitt going to Spawn Ranch so good and i just fucking love when the guy slashes his daughter and he's like you do this <laughs> fix it <laughs> he punches him in the face and throws him down repeatedly <laughs> and everyone's just like holy shit and he's like don't fucking do it don't, like, don't even try <laughs> like yeah. don't fuck with me well there's this whole it's so weird because on the outset of it the sort of the sentiment of like oh what if these like shitty murderers had to deal with like a real man right is like kind of like weird and gross and toxic but like it's also so satisfying oh absolutely because well, i mean like <laughs> these are all just like a bunch of drugged out hippie boys so like they're not you know the big strong men or whatever the fuck yeah exactly yeah they killed a pregnant woman yeah um and like yeah whatever yeah um <laughs> they're cowards but oh, 100%. but also um just it's so fucking fun to watch oh yeah that whole bit is great and so and with the exception of him beating the shit out of the guy who it's not tex it's the other guy yeah um you know a lot of this is pretty accurate too um including but not limited to george spawn just kind of being the ward of the (laughs) ranch that was supposed to be burt reynolds really and then he passed away but he was like oh shit yeah I didn't know that. That part was originally going to be played by Burt Reynolds. And then also Burt Reynolds, when they were, like, Mm -hmm. um, reading the script and getting ready to shoot the movie, he's responsible for the line where uh, somebody says that Brad Pitt's a little pretty to be a stuntman. Burt Reynolds actually said that when he found out Brad Pitt had the role. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) He's, like, kind of pretty for a stuntman. That's cute. I like that. Yeah. Um, Uh, The major controversy in this mm -hmm. movie, the Bruce Lee scene. Oh, Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, it is controversial because Bruce Lee is portrayed to be kind of a blowhard and a prick. Oh, absolutely. But like, that's probably not 
not true. <laughs> yeah, like, that's one thing that, like, me and Zach had said last night. We're like, wow, they really... Because I forgot how much of an asshole they, like, paint him to be. Yeah. But I was kind of thinking that, too. I'm like, well, if I was Bruce Lee, I'd probably be a bit of an asshole. Yeah. And he actually makes a solvent point about martial arts and their effectiveness in, like, an actual fight with somebody who knows how to fight. Right. Um, and it's just fun to watch when he fucking just grabs him out of the air and throws him against the side of the car. <laughs> That was fucking great. Well, and then plus bonus points for it being what's her face's car, uh, Janet or whatever the yeah. fuck her name is. <laughs> um, Who's also a uh, stunt woman? She was um, Uma Thurman's oh, no stunt double in Kill Bill, and she's also one of the stars of Death Proof. I haven't seen it. Um, the Tarantino half of um, Grindhouse. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, there's feet in that too a lot of ladies because there's a lot of driving excellent. around there's a lot of ladies with their bare feet kicked up love it mm-hmm. um, one thing that struck me I, I, I just saw my, my last note so many fucking feet <laughs> yeah but, but above that Quinn's got a thing um, so I'd be he's so he's a real toho get the fuck out of here fuck all the way <laughs> off with that um, <laughs> so I'm gonna back up a little bit I guess I'm going forward uh, to where Sharon Tate goes to the movie theater mm-hmm. and she's like watches herself. Yeah, but she's like, I'm in the movie. I would be so fucking embarrassed to be like, I'm in the movie. Like, if you don't get recognized, you don't get recognized. She's excited about it. I know, but still, I think it's adorable. Whatever. I think like she doesn't have a big presence in the movie. No, but they do a really good job of like characterizing what like. No, like, I, I I enjoyed her. Yeah. And I, I think they, you know, I'm, I'm sure they did the real Sharon Tate justice, yeah. you know, in some fashion. Maybe. I, I don't really know, but. But what I thought was kind of magical about it is they were setting her up to be like, oh, she was this like really just adorable human being. She was like this bright light that got extinguished yep. too soon. And so they're setting you up for like the tragedy of it. And then they get to the point they get to. And then LOLJK. And you're like, yeah! <laughs> um, um, and I really want Tarantino to make another one of these, I call them historical justice movies. Because just like in Glorious Bastards, yeah. I know you haven't seen it, but it ends with Hitler getting fucking machine gunned in a movie theater. Oh my god. Um, just where he tells these like historical stories up to the point where he's like, here's what should have happened. Yeah, because... All these Nazis get fucking blown up. Yeah, because you know... And these shitty cultists get the shit beat out of them. I was going to say, in real life, I would have loved to pay money to see that happen in real life (laughs) yeah that's what's great about it i hope he does another one um also fucking killed me when the one bitch was like oh i left my knife in the car (laughs) that really happened too yes and then she eats herself out of it (laughs) that's what i oh i was getting there yeah i jumped the gun i love that yeah there's a knife jimmy uh (laughs) my homeboy kurt russell is in this movie i love kurt russell yeah (laughs) um well, do you have any... I don't know what else you want to say about this film, because that was really all about the Manson bit. Yeah. Um, it is not what the movie's about. No. <laughs> uh, about if there's anything else fun about it you want to talk about, or... I just think it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. Yeah, it's, it's worth the three hours, or almost three hours that it is. Oh, yeah. I don't even feel that runtime. No, this movie. I didn't either. It was acted, because he fell asleep, but... <clears throat> it's two hours and 14 minutes. But... So, or 41 but I can't the last read. movie was like a spelt 90 minutes and felt like 18 years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Probably that's also because I stopped it so many times. And I'm like, I'm not going to finish it. And also, just for the fucking record, <laughs> uh, just so I can put it out there on the internet, 
I excused you from watching that film. I know. I said, don't waste your $3, because then I'll feel obligated to pay you back for that $3. I know, but I committed to doing this. You did. <laughs> um, so next week, we're going to be reading The Thick Bitch, that is Helter Skelter. So if you haven't started reading it, you probably should. Mm. <laughs> I should definitely look up the cliff notes. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. I, I've read it before. It's very, very good. It's very, very really, really well done. Yeah. Um, the Audible book, it's like 25 hours, but it's definitely worth it. Um, it's I think it's well read. Can we get Charlie Manson to read it? I wish. Oh, man. I would die. <laughs> um, but Word to the Wise on the audiobook definitely put the speed up to like 1.25 at least. I can't listen to things like that. <laughs> well, no, because the guy just talks slow. Oh, really? So it makes it like an actual normal speed. Because <laughs> I am a monster that will listen to things at like one and a quarter speed. Uh, just to like get it through quick quicker. Yeah. But this one is like necessary because <laughs> otherwise it's too slow. Oh. Or maybe that's just how my brain is. <laughs> um, I'm gonna listen to it and be like, "What was she talking about?" Oh my god. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was uh, the Manson family in film. <laughs> um. We will catch you next week with Helter Skelter and the last week of the season. It's over. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. I won't. I'm not gonna make us like rank all of these. We gonna do like a recap. We can. All right. And then we will talk about what we're gonna do for your season. And I've already justice. Been, oh my god. Um, not to get too much into it, but I've already been watching all of my YouTube videos and Netflix with closed captioning <laughs> to try to get myself used to it. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them are subtitled, but. Look, as someone that like the best goes, ones are. that goes out of their way to not watch subtitled films, <laughs> I have ADD, man. It's hard for me to focus on two things at once. No culture. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I went? Uh, I went on this date. I I went to this boy's house one time in high school for a date. Mm-hmm. Um, because like he didn't drive, so like, <laughs> you know, fifteen year old, sixteen year old, super fun. Um, and. We were, like, watching a couple movies. The first movie we watched was Scott Pilgrim. I, it was my first time watching it. That was fine. But then the next movie was, like, Ip Man. <laughs> cool. First of all, that was probably my first foreign film I had ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Much less something with subtitles, especially with the dude that was trying to, like, mac on me the whole time. And I'm like, okay, you, you're trying to get me to watch something that I have to read. Get off of me. <laughs> cool. Like, Sounds great. Twas not. That was the only date. <laughs> um, so ten out of ten. Don't recommend watching that on a first date. I will say, yeah. uh, unless you're, you know, if no, if you're trying to like sell yourself as like cultured or cultured and stuff, probably better date movies. Probably. Maybe something from the French New Wave. Breathless. Yeah. Tears I don't know. and gem. Not sure, but um, it man was not the one. <laughs> not the one for sixteen-year-old Jaime. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Helter Skelter, again, it's a fat one, so... Uh, it Man's a dope movie, though, so go check it out. I don't remember enough about it, TBH. I know there was a lot of fighting. Don't remember much else about it. It's a great martial arts film. Um, anywho, toodaloo! Bye!